0: Radio, your gamers roll. WWW.D20Radio.com.
1: Hey, this is Nadia.
0: And
2: this is Tom.
1: And this week, we would love to give a shout-out to another great podcast on the D20 Radio Network of Shows.
2: And that podcast is The Story Told, with Chaz Kelner and Logan Rollins.
1: The Story Told is a tabletop RPG podcast covering a variety of games and topics.
2: They have some excellent interviews with industry professionals, and they do lots of really insightful in-depth overviews and reviews of game products.
1: Particularly games from one of our very favourite RPG companies, Onyx Path Publishing.
2: And, if Actual Play is more your thing, they also have an excellent exalted Actual Play series called The Fall of Giara. So
1: what are you waiting for? Check them out! You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG Actual Play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be episode five of our, well sorry, session five of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign. My name is Tom. I will be your friendly DM slash GM as usual. Let's go around the table and introduce our wonderful characters and players for today, starting with you.
1: My name is Nadia and I am playing Jez Lok who is a half-elf rogue of the Criminal Persuasion. She is one half, the better half, of the Lock Twins. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much. And?
1: Hey, I'm Sam. I play Izzy, a uh, rock gnome wizard.
2: Rock gnome wizard.
3: Fantastic. And? That sounds more operatic than it is. I know. I'm Nick. I'm also playing Nick. Nick Locke the better three-quarters of the Lock Twins. <laughs> it's because he's fat. <laughs> how the math works out so there. I'm the brains and pretty face of the operation.
2: And also a rogue. So, well, I mean,
3: <laughs> I flatter myself to think so.
4: Indeed. Oh, my God. And you, sir? Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehuff, a half-fling trickster cleric who is devoted to Tymora, though not in any real religious fashion, more just along the lines of <laughs> the <stalker>. to <laughs> Devoted to devoid,
0: Devoted to Timora in the way that she keeps you from dying. Quite so.
4: <laughs> devoted. And I, and I don't walk on the ladders and, you know... Break mirrors and the like.
0: And finally, sir. Uh, my name is Mark. I am playing Hurst, the half-orc druid uh, who has just spent the last day becoming best friends with Jez and Lyle, mm. while the uh, less important members of the party work elsewhere. <gasps>
1: Oh, is that what oh, you can get stopped.
0: I'm just saying it's just like the main trio here. And then the core the, group. The, the core group, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. my
3: God.
0: Wow. I'm quite happy well, to not be associated with you. Yep. That's, a, yep. that's amazing. You
1: all don't right. even
0: go here. You don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> even go. No, you're allowed to work in our tavern. Yeah. Oh!
1: Mm,
4: that's, quite, that's quite okay. Hey, look, Jez, your twin that we couldn't know about who probably comes from Canada has <laughs> turned <laughs>
3: I have to go away
2: and call you. As we begin our scene today, we have a brief flashback to earlier in the day To explain the absence of Izzy and Nick While the other party members were gallivanting around Meeting all sorts of whimsical, magical characters in the neighbourhood And doing other tasks The Harpers had called upon two of their sometime helpers Sometime helpers <laughs> Being Izzy and Nick So the Harper agent that contacted you via an animated paper bird Which is pretty cool it's, it's, it's essentially an origami style message that the Harpers used to communicate with each other and send secret messages. This flapping bird made of paper flies to you and has some inscriptions upon it. And then once read, it just evaporates into ash. The person that you are to meet was a Harper agent that you have worked with on occasion before. Uh, so she, as a shocking turn of events, is a bard, uh, and her name is Nalmo Raz, and she is a tiefling bard. And hey, best kind. She's short and stocky, and has uh, sort of spiky black hair and deep, deep purple-coloured, you know, tiefling skin, and you know, wicked cool horns, as they all do. So cool. Interesting fact about her is that she has one. Uh, she has a missing leg. She has a prosthetic leg, which is essentially a nicely constructed kind of bronze and wood contraption so she essentially works you know really well with uh, with with that and does not let it let it affect her work to the point where she was offered uh, a regeneration for her efforts in the half and turned it down because this is just um, this That's is part- so cool This is just part of her life now, and she accepts it completely. So, as we open our scene, we can see you basically hiding in the shadows of an alleyway, talking with her. Uh, Her cloak is pulled above her head and she sits there whispering to you in conspiratorial tones as she gives you the details of your mission. Looking out over the crowded midday streets of Waterdeep, or I guess actually perhaps more late morning crowded streets of Waterdeep, on one of the main thoroughfares and roads that goes through a couple of the wards, you can see all manner of coaches and the larger, you know, London bus, double-decker buses, the drays, which are native to Waterdeep. Oh, wow. So it's something that's quite interesting we talked about last session is that Waterdeep has what are called drays, which are basically the the, the fantasy equivalent of London double-decker buses. They're huge, long carriages that are pulled by up to four draft horses. And the bottom, the bottom carriage itself is encapsulated in alchemically treated very strong gloss, uh, and wow. people can look out. But then there's an upper there's an upper story which is accessible from a a circular wooden staircase on the back of the dray, of the carriage, and so people can sit up on top of the... Uh, and there's some there's some cool artwork which I'll show you later, but uh, yeah, basically just picture uh, fantasy renaissance London double-decker buses, and that's pretty much where you're at. And the reason I mention this in particular is because as she points to a couple of them, she says, Alright, so listen, this is a bit of a rudimentary task, and it's probably going to take you a little bit of a time, but it is still quite important, you never know. As she peers out across the crowd, you can see a whole bunch of coaches and carriages and just regular horses. Drifting by, you can see a few of the Gryphon riders swooping in formation up ahead, doing their tour of this particular section. She says, listen, so one of the Drays working in the city is pulled by a talking mare named Maxine, and she's an ally of ours. She wears a violet flower behind her left ear. You need to locate her and see if she knows of any zent agents or zent activity. Xanathar activity will be good too, but right now we're mostly investigating the zents. We're planning our next move against them in this whole thing. Write any details you know on the blank side of this and she hands you a paper bird. I take it. It's beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> write out anything relevant that she may have to say. Maybe nothing. Could be a whole lot. You might have to write small. You never know. But once you're finished with anything you think is pertinent, simply release it and uh, it'll find its way back to me. I'll make sure to uh, n- deliver your reward. At least 250 gold for the day, as it'll likely take you most of that time to find her. But if it uh, turns out that you encounter any obstacles or trouble, then we'll compensate you for your efforts. Any questions?
1: You had me at talking
2: bear. <laughs> 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 So Izzy Izzy grins delightfully and she says, and she she smiles and says, yes, no, she's uh, she's very lovely. But uh, (laughs) most importantly, she's got a shrewd ear. She knows how to sift out useful bits from uh, other conversation that's not worth listening to. She's a very useful agent. Sifting nuggets of truth from the sand of life. Indeed. So with a little bow, she walks away. You now have a pretty unenviable task as far as Mm -hmm. time consumption goes. You Mm -hmm. have to basically look for any one of the couple of dozen drays that are making their way around the neighborhood and look for this particular horse that hopefully has the uh, violet flower behind her left ear. So you, I guess, are really going to be doing what we'll call an extended search. So the best thing that you can do here would be intelligence and investigation or obviously just the good old old-fashioned wit's perception is probably the best thing here Uh, intelligence and investigation yes indeed excellent each each roll will represent you know a couple of hours work as you go through the dozens and dozens of people just keep an eye out yes 20 so twenty on the first roll. Yes, very rare game where I actually have perception. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So the first couple of hours go by pretty uneventfully. You see, you see a few of the drays. You track them down, but you think you make some progress. In particular, you know, narrowing narrowing down the uh, the drays to the one that you're looking for. So far, no no horse with the violet flower behind the ear. Though. Roll again for the second part. Ten. I get bored. I get distracted. <laughs> you get distracted. They're all horses. Look, there's some really good street food uh, going on. A horse off. is a
3: horse, of course of course. Unless it can talk, <laughs> in which case, then we can go home.
2: How does Izzy's perception hold up uh, in the second period? Let's see. 17 okay once again you think you narrow it down like you you've worked out some corners to cut you've you've, you've eliminated some neighborhoods yes
3: do i actually like mark
2: each each vehicle just to say oh actually, look this
1: this, <laughs> this one doesn't have it.
2: you know what that's a really clever idea i like that you know what just because of that idea i'm going to give you advantage on your third yes. roll it's getting in towards late afternoon now and so you're really getting impatient looking for this damn horse <laughs> okay let's do it natural 20. Fantastic. With the markings that have eliminated previous drays that you've seen before, Izzy's already sharp eyes, making short work of the neighbourhoods to exclude from your search, eventually, actually, in your very neighbourhood, well, not your neighbourhood, but in your very in your very ward, the north ward. Let's say I give up and I'm walking home. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: <laughs> No, oh. wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. You're that talking horse, aren't you? You can see. No, that... yes, you are. There is, there, is a, there is a large, very well-populated dray, which actually looks as though it's taking a lot of workers home for the day. You can see, like, a lot of servants and uh, washer people and construction workers and whatnot, all sort of, you know, piled up and enjoying the views and sights and sounds of the city. And you can see that there is a driver who is a tall, skinny, pimply-faced lad of about 20 or so, uh, with sort of um, spiky blonde hair, who just kind of sits there looking bored as he sits there on the front of the dray, driving. And Maxine is right in front of him. She's one of the back two... Of the large draft horses. Uh Uh-huh. Big, beautiful sort of chestnut and chestnut and white Clydesdale. And she has a, as mentioned, of course, a violet flower, which looks kind of like a rose, actually, behind her left ear. So, I'm assuming that you approach the dray. Uh-huh. Because the thing is that Maxine is an agent, but the driver and anybody else inside are not. Has no idea. So you're going to have to play this a bit cool. And in fact, she may not be in the mood to talk. Uh, and give the game away if the driver's right there because she's actually stationed right now on the rear end, so she's right in front of him, and he's sitting there, you know, with the reins. But regardless, we'll say for now you approach the dray. One of us could distract the driver while the other talks. Yeah. Quite easy. That might be a good idea. He pulls up for a short period. Oh, stop there, stop there. All right, where are you off to? He's going to take your fare depending on where you're going to. Do you want the horse or the driver? I'll take the horse. Yes, I thought you might.
3: I will. I will hop up chumily next to the driver.
2: Oh, oh, you're not supposed to be up here. This is the driver's seat. Not supposed-
3: I know, I know. But here I am anyway. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you're not a small child. I'm not going to make concessions for you. Oh, please, I'm ever so rich. And I'll pull out like a... I don't know the equivalent
1: <laughs> like, of, uh, a, like a I'm yeah, so very give, rich give this a is bit. such
3: hard work <laughs> how much money are you pulling out uh, whatever would be appropriate to the equivalent of like a $50 oh, you know, like f- five silver maybe five silver yeah, something like that okay. so the, 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 a, a impoverished driver might be okay this is definitely worth my while worth this is just while. a rich idiot so, okay, great. So, uh, and you, make, you make a show of like using the, the leather bag to like pat your face for mm. all the sweat for like climbing up into the seat next to it so <laughs> I'm not using as much physical exertion I usually have the poor more people lift me up. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, you may make a roll with
2: advantage, then. Let's go persuasion, shall we? Yes. Uh, 20. Great. Mm-hmm. He says oh please sir <laughs> <laughs> and he wipes the seat off and yeah. you know he said, would you like to hold the reins you know no no, no. Oh, I despise man. manual labour now are you, is the goal here you're going to keep it stationary while Izzy can walk up to Max uh, maximum or I thought talk? We could just walk along just keep going I'm just going to keep him focused on me that's true actually the only my only concern there. actually no that's not true there, there, there is a certain point where it'll slow down enough for traffic that you can just walk up next to yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. Well, from a distance it'll just look like a child talking to a
3: horse which no yeah. will we'll bat an eyelid at yeah. Yes. That's, that's very true and, and as long as we're going the workers probably don't care either
2: that's very true and <laughs> You you also get to a point where the traffic traffic is congested anyway I mean look yeah. this is this is just after sort of 5pm mm. the sun is setting and the horizon the fog is drifting in so you're nicely concealed yes but also most importantly it is not unexpected for there to be lots of traffic the point is you walk up next to Maxine yes who just kind of gives you like a like a side eye as though to wonder if you're coming up to talk to her whether you know you're a harp agent or anything like that you're supposed to flash oh by the way sorry pardon me they would have lent you a harper pin yes even though you're not A harper and don't wear it all the time. Mm. They would have lent you one just for this particular task. Yes. So do you just like? I I woke
1: up and I was like, I I say, you're very pretty. May I pat you?
2: (laughs) So do you flash (laughs) the pen? No, no. no,
1: I actually have it in my hand as I like raise my hand to
2: pat. So she just kind of gives you a side eye and then just gives you a very (laughs) conspiratorial nod and says, Oh yeah, no, absolutely, you can. Yay. No problem at all. No problem at all. Is he listening? She sort of she because she can't really turn around and see properly. Like you can kind of look over her shoulder a little bit, but she can't quite see the driver. She probably hears the murmur of uh, Nick's chatter with him. Oh but...
3: yeah, yeah, I look up and I make sure
2: and he's like, yes, definitely. All right then, all right, no worries, no worries. So, listen, I don't have a lot, but I've got some, some bits of news, okay? Yes. So, first of all, I'm very sure that there is at least a couple of drow in the city because I heard them talking upstairs and, you know, I, I don't speak drow, but uh, deep speech, I think it's called, but I know, I know what it sounds like. And, you know, sounded like a couple of people talking like that, Uh, Uh but listen, so that's probably something to to bear in mind. Also, uh, I heard about, um, I think it was definitely a couple of Zentarum. There was a a very handsome sun elf fellow, and he had a half-orc female bodyguard and they were sitting up top when the others weren't really around uh, and they spoke i could hear them over the wind when we stopped for a little while while the driver went away and they were talking about the the half orc she said that she'd found a way for them to put an agent or two in the Xanathar guild. Well, you know, they said the guild, but I know what they were talking about, Uh uh, because they reference themselves as the Black Network and the, what do you call it, the Doom Raiders. And so (laughs) they said that they wanted to put, or she said that she wanted to put a couple of Doom Raiders in the Xanathar guild.
3: Okay, so while that's happening, has she got her head down?
2: No, no, she's. I mean, she's. I oh, mean, yes, because you're because you're there yes, and you're short.
3: Is yes. he's braiding her mane? She's braiding
2: her mane. <laughs> yeah. So she says, "Oh, uh, thank you, thank you." Um, so anyway, this elf seemed to be her boss and said that uh, he didn't think it was a good idea that they didn't want to get involved in the conflict uh, at all and wanted to stay true to their original mission statement, whatever that means. Anyway, this seemed to upset the half-orc. She didn't seem to like the Xanathar Guild very much and so wanted to get more, uh, more hands-on and, you know, offered to put herself as one of the agents. And he said no because he needed her as a bodyguard. And this went uh-huh. back and forth and, yeah. you know... She was disgruntled, but eventually it seemed that uh, while she had the means to do so, she wasn't going to be able to do this plan of hers. And uh, it seems that this particular faction, was it the Doom Raiders? Uh-huh. Uh, seems like they're not, not going to be getting involved in the war uh, or the, the conflict at all. Okay. And, and that's pretty much where they came down on. Anyway, so we dropped them off at the Yawning Portal. Okay. Wait, how long ago was that? Oh, that was just, that was just, uh, uh, when was this? Uh, this morning. Uh, hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, earlier in the day. Okay, okay. Other than that, been a bit of a slow week. Oh, Sorry, no. a, a slow ten day. I can't remember to say ten day instead of week. They don't use the word week because a week is uh, uh, ten days. Start doing it in real life <laughs> and it will flow through to the game. No, bad, no bad idea. There is a Tom. Indeed, sir. So she says, anyway, that's all I have for now. Okay, all right. Thank you for your info. Thank you for the braid. Yeah. <laughs> And with that uh, I guess Nick you you know yeah, nice your... walk away. Uh, thank you very
3: much Pete. it's been delightful. My name's Ryan but the... good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll give a pat on the head. <laughs> you scruff his hair. So with that, you two get off, and I, and I imagine start to make your way back mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. more or less. First of all, do you share... Izzy, do you share this with Nick Yeah, now basically as every, trans-
3: everything that was said. Okay,
2: great so. yeah. As I imagine, you transcribe onto the paper bird and set it free yes. to return? Yes. That was Pete. He's a manual labourer. Good. <laughs> You've been told... Cool. <laughs> You've been told to attach the pin to the paper bird, by the way, just to... Oh, yeah, I fold it in... Let's just keep it. You know what? what I think know, may maybe better at wait, 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 Izzy <laughs> like, reaches yeah, for it and you're
1: like holding it up in hey,
2: the air. <laughs> the helpers would be happy to have his full members. They can always let's just full consider members. it provisionary I for not now. Full,
1: oh, we're not full members yet. <clears throat> you
2: okay. can blame me when they ask you for it back. I'm sure Fine, they,
1: I will. <laughs> I'm
2: sure they'll believe you. <laughs> so the, the paper bird flies away once you have uh, finished transcribing. I'll write on it. Sorry,
3: keeping the pin for now.
2: (laughs) You understand. With that then, as you start to make your way back to Trollskull Manor, we cut to the rest of the group, who, when we last left off, I believe also was heading back to Troll Skull. in this particular Mm -hmm. case it was after a startling turn of events in some fumigation of a basement um, removing an imp and so forth you make your way through the fog shrouded city streets above you can see that the the clouds have thickened and some of the very famous spring rain uh, maybe even a storm or two is probably brewing up for this evening Uh, so you make quick steps through the cobblestone streets all of you frankly um, and actually let's say as an amusing turn that you converge at the head of the alleyway more or less at the same time. We'll see that maybe Izzy and Nick are spotted by you three at the very top of the cobblestone hill descending down as you're making your way up from where you came from the Holy Hands house. Oh god, I'm so embarrassed listening to that by the way. It's the Holy Hands house. It's the Holy Hands house for this multi-temple thing. But anyway. We knew. Just so we're clear. Holy Hands people. Heel, (laughs) heel, heel. (laughs) So, uh, Jez, Lyle, Hurst, You see Nick and Izzy, and you meet on the street. Surrounded by fog, the sun is now set. The moon would be high in the sky, but it's shrouded now. Saloon and her tears are, are hidden behind a veil of cloud.
4: Two things. First of all, do we know that you were uh, um, sequestered to Harper duties?
2: Yes, but yeah. you don't know the details of the mission. No, that's I would wrong. have
4: definitely told Jez. Okay, sure.
3: Um, well,
2: no, no, I mean, because you weren't told <laughs> would boasted You would have both to Jez. You knew that you were going to go off and meet your Harper contact and yeah, yeah. give you a mission and that's how you would likely be spending your day earning a bit of money and also you knew that these, these three.
4: Yeah. All right, so second thing is you guys haven't actually been inside trolls Manning. No. No,
3: no. you've not seen it. I will flick Jez expertly the little pin which I have procured.
1: Oh, right.
3: Okay. Useful for masquerades.
1: I suppose I can't believe this.
2: I flick it high so you can't reach it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Lovely,
2: okay. So Troll Skull Manor, just to give you two, of Mm. course, he won't hear for the last couple of weeks when we when you met your new home so to speak is it just in the shape of like a troll skull no No. definitely definitely not in fact it's rather a mystery where the alleyway well so the alleyway gets its name originally from the manor but the alley but the manor itself doesn't have any troll skulls in it maybe there was one long ago which one of the owners decided to get rid of you've got no idea
1: maybe maybe it was home to an adventurer and they famously killed a troll
2: it's clearly built out of
3: the remains of a primordial troll skull and the first time anyone puts even a drop <laughs> of blood on the floor the
0: whole damn thing is going to regenerate okay couple of things first we've already put blood on the floor
2: Oh
0: yes. god! Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Also, primordial troll skulls aren't made of rotted wood. So troll skull man, I love
2: it. While large and
0: structured well, there are holes in the roof. There is a hole in the
2: upper story wall, and in fact, you can see that there is still shards of rubble and broken wood in the alleyway next to troll skull and the adjacent building. How that came about, who knows. But you also see, presumably, the person that made the hole. Almost certainly, there are uh, many holes.
0: It, the hole wasn't made by a person.
2: As you approach the front, sort of a stony courtyard area, um, through the, a couple of the numerous holes in the attic roof, a couple of uh, ravens fly out, cawing away, you can see that the interior is actually quite well lit. Out the front, also, you can see that there are three very excitable looking children. Uh, each of them looks mm. from about 8 to 10 years old. You can see that there is a tall, lanky, Alaskan girl. So, in this particular case, basically she, she looks like a slightly gangly 9 year old Wonder Woman. You know, she's got jet ja- black, jet ja- black hair, kind of tan skin, big bright blue eyes, broad shoulders, long limbs, she has a wooden sword at her side and she sits there That's She sits cool. there grinning. Next to her is a tiefling boy who is basically dressed as a pirate. Um, he looks to be a little bit older, like maybe nine or ten. Okay, he's my favorite. He's got red skin. <laughs> he has bright red skin and he has an eye patch which he clearly doesn't need because it's kind of half off the eye. And he even has a human sized, you know, like a full grown man sized tricorn pirate hat oh that's cool which is a little bit tattered and weather worn, but otherwise he has got a toy bow and arrow and he has a little toy wooden cutlass at his side and he, and he grins at you with sharp tiefling teeth as you approach uh, next to him you can see that there is another, another boy who looks to be about the youngest he looks about eight at the most uh, he is uh, short and he's a Tirami lad so he's um, dark skinned and he's got short hair and is a little bit portly but a bit, a bit of a friendly little uh, chubby lad and he's oh dressed he's dressed basically as a wizard so he has a, a room Robe, you know quote unquote which has clearly been cut out of a uh, yellow blanket he's and my he, favourite and he has a little wand in his hand yes sir <laughs> well not much of a
4: favourite because one of them is sporting a holy symbol of Tymora now uh, Yes, and one of you, them is sporting a yeah
0: one of them wants to be a druid
4: yeah, so I've already corrupted them. Damn
2: it! <laughs> so, so, uh, so, of course, these are three delightful urchins that, uh, that they met last yeah. time. As you as you approach, you can see that the girl uh-huh. st- stands forward and, and actually gives um, some strange sign language. Like, she starts to speak rapidly with her hands. Ooh. And then the, the tiefling says... Uh, Oh, uh, so she says that we're all done, but that you know you have to see what life has
0: uh, has done as well. All right. Well, we've got people coming over, and we don't need you lot making it look like we're running a childcare center. Bye. <laughs> I- you're getting, you're getting a punch in the in the in the thigh. So I don't care. Like they they, I mean the they know what I like. So that because you can't reach any higher. Yes, yeah. Jazz. Um, so
3: they like they know they know exactly what I am like.
0: They know I don't like yeah. explicitly mean it, but no, no they, they all know, and they they were expected. You you had firmly
2: told them before. Jazz, Je, I believe, I told them last time that you know they were to clean the tavern, but they were not to be staying for dinner. So that's fine. They uh, probably flipped them a couple of coins. Oh, we already did. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, no, just look at just yeah. a tip. Yeah. Uh, Jez, so uh, so Jenks walks over to you a little try, and then just pulls on your pulls on your trousers. What's up, Skip? And says, who are these other two? That one looks just like you. Is he your brother?
1: Sadly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's adopted.
0: He starts to... Oh, don't tell an orphan that.
1: <laughs>
0: oh! <He's>, oh! <laughs> he's, no, and it gives him hope if someone as ugly as you can be adopted. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a dangerous thing so squidly cackles he
2: he he laughs really hard and then nat looks at him and raises an imperious eyebrow as if to say do you want to share and so he signs to her because she's obviously um, not just unable to speak but deaf so he uh-huh. you know, so- signs back to her and then she just like sort of thinks about it for a second and grins and then just sort of then just grabs both of them so something that you two noticed by the way yes one very interesting detail which is why i bring it up is that sign language exists exists right there, there, yeah. is, a, there is a forgotten realm sign language of course uh, which is a different to you know Thieves Cant, which has some sign language stuff, but thieves can more than that. Thieves can like saying words that don't mean what they appear to mean. You know what I mean? It's like it's a completely sign. Exactly. It's a, but it's a combination of a whole bunch of things. It's body postures. There's a bit of signing in there, uh, and then of course there's drow sign language, which is, which is its own complete dialect of sign mm. language. What these kids are using is actually completely different. It's it's their it's their own unique yeah. thing. Which you yeah. think you think actually, if you didn't know any better, they made it up themselves. Yeah. Um, it, it's sort of a chaotic quicker version right like it's a bit sloppy if you didn't if you didn't no. on. Yeah, if you didn't know it yeah. well, you would. It, it, it certainly gets the point across really quickly, though. But still, yeah, so, so that happens, and they all just sort of sit there grinning. Squidly says, okay, okay, listen, we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave, we know you've got important grown-ups coming over, but we just want to see your faces when you open the door. And he sits there looking okay, really... really.
0: What have you done? I'm very excited.
2: Oh, we did very little. No, that's not true, we cleaned a lot. We cleaned for hours, we, we did a great job.
0: So what it feels like, uh, feels like you're saying life did a lot of the work. Well, and that we shouldn't <laughs> keep hiring you, is uh, what I'm stupid. hearing.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Izzy, yes.
0: Let's go, let's go, let's go!
2: <laughs> so he says, oh listen, God. life's been a poltergeist for a long time, and so he knows a lot of the poltergeist tricks, and not all of them are bad, as you will see. All right. Izzy's already running towards the door. <laughs> so opening the door...
0: God, it's like having a fourth child.
2: <laughs> the interior is well lit, and everything looks... Perfectly pristine and repaired. The holes in the wall look completely and utterly undamaged. The ceiling boards and the floorboards and the tables all look utterly polished and shiny. The bar looks fully stocked. The torches, which now exist properly on the wall are non-rusted, it looks utterly different. It looks like somebody has been renovating this place for two days. Anybody that wants to can give me a wisdom saving throw.
1: Eight. Uh, okay.
2: Looks beautiful. Fifteen. Okay, so you get the impression that this is an illusion it's like a it's like a ghostly illusion you know in all the horror movies when they cover up the fact that it yeah. has been dilapidated and blood soaked by making it look all pristine and lovely uh-huh. you get the idea that that's exactly what's going on here that a ghost is essentially doing the whole it's fine it's the childhood bedroom you grew up in type thing but, uh, okay. but used for benevolent effect right mm-hmm. so you can choose to fail the wisdom saving throw or you can just let the veil go over and be like okay I'm gonna choose to believe this but of course if you if you see through it, you can see that you know it is actually dilapidated and the floorboards are still cracked. But mm-hmm. the kids are not lying in the sense that they have actually done some good job sweeping and cleaning as well. So mm-hmm. it's 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 tidy. It's just that the the repairs and the paint job and the polishing job uh, has not actually been done. Mm.
1: So I so I turn to the kids. I yes. like yes. so there's a poltergeist. <laughs>
2: so the so the, Tell me about this poltergeist. So all three all three of them look at each other and uh, so first of all the tiefling takes his little pirate hat off and gives a little bow and says my name is Squidly, by the way. It's nice to meet you. This is Jenx, he's shy. So Jenx, the little traummy boy just sort of clutches a stuffed owl bear plushie mm-hmm. which he just you know oh kind, my of, God. kind of looks 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 and looks up at you with big frightened eyes. He wants to be one of the people. I'm going to be a druid. <gasps> and this is Nat she's our leader and and Nat just kind of nods crosses her arms you know squares shoulders Uh and you notice that she has a a a new hastily like. whittled symbol of time war around her hanging around her neck. <laughs> so with that the kids all scamper off laughing excitedly and behind the bar all of a sudden manifesting for the first time uh, Izzy and Nick you can see what appears to be a ghost um, he looks vaguely only slightly transparent and has a slight almost you know Yoda style blue uh-huh, glowing aura uh-huh, uh-huh, around him uh-huh. but otherwise he lo- he's a half elf with dark skin and very very short cropped hair so frankly he looks like Tuvok from Star Trek pointed ears but a very a very a a handsome but very kind of uh, imperious looking face you know he looks at he looks at you all appraisingly and then gives a slight smile as you walk in and sweeps his Uh. hands wide as if to say well what do you think of this
0: nice how long is this gonna last just be, kind of be like A bad form of it Reverted back Halfway through dinner <laughs> Not that I don't Appreciate the effort He you know? he, ra- he, he raises an eyebrow They and then, tell me it's not Into the And right. then
2: makes Makes the going to sleep Motion like you know Putting his he, he, Clasping his hands Next to his cheek And pretending to go to sleep Fair enough This is
4: this is good though I mean even if we Don't sustain the illusion What it shows Is what could be
2: He nods enthusiastically Hmm
4: so we can incentivize our carpenters to get us to back to the state.
2: Once again, he nods.
4: He he seems to agree. All right. So at some point throughout the night, we may want to drop it. Probably after dinner, but we'll see how we'll see how the evening goes.
3: Okay. This 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 dinner you speak of.
4: Yeah, we're uh, having people
2: over. Yeah. Uh, Very soon, in fact, friends.
1: <laughs> Wait, Wait a second. Do we need in. food for
2: this? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> That's a good point, Jez. As Jez clearly points out, you do not, in fact, have. Any organisation for food? I
1: think we forgot about the dinner part of this dinner. Okay, so...
3: <laughs> this is just like Mother's 150th all over again.
1: <laughs>
3: right. Do you remember how angry she got? Do you remember how disappointed she said she was?
1: <laughs> right, okay. So I'll go check out what is in the uh, in the larder.
3: I can tell you what's in the larder. Rats. Dead rats. They starved to death because there was no food.
1: <laughs> well, at least we can eat them then, maybe.
3: Can you press the digitate dead rats into, say, a chicken? or a
0: turkey so i are gonna th- be
1: really not hungry tonight
0: <laughs> I don't think that anybody was expecting a gourmet meal from a rundown inn that recently had a gigantic toad th- blowing through through its third story we've got Whoa. a
1: reputation to maintain though we should at least we don't have a effort. reputation
0: to maintain we, d- we have a reputation to build and now this is the start
1: well maybe I've got a reputation to maintain then maybe you haven't heard you more about that
0: <laughs> there's a little knock on the door we are required to provide food we need to go and get someone to go and get some stuff but it doesn't have to be good no it doesn't have to be amazingly prepared is my point
4: it's a good point but we should get the
2: door opening the door you can see the three kids are there beaming and grinning at you squidly takes off his pirate hat once more and says hello my good lords and ladies (laughs) You gentlefolk look like you might be in the need of a food courier service. You were really yes. stopping? Yes. As it happens, me and my enterprising young empo- <laughs> fellow employees are, ex- co- are well-equipped oh to run to the nearest restaurants who are open oh no. and for a small delivery fee, bring anything <laughs> that you should desire to your door.
0: Okay, okay, but I'm paying you as an independent contractor, you're not getting health care.
2: <laughs> All right
1: sounds good here's some coins and i just hand over what would be an appropriate sum of of money and i say bring us a few things of meat and uh some roast vegetables and bread um, bread nail so what bread nail some bread and ale
0: bread and ale oh
1: we've got ale just bread yeah
0: okay he says thank you so much
2: you'll be glad to know that our delivery fee <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nat, Nat Nat is like already picking up on the gist of the fact that he's babbling too long just kind of grabs he's grabs him by the scruff and drags him away <laughs> And then, and then Jenks just pauses for a moment, just like looking at your whole getup, and yeah. says, "Are you a wizard?" And then, like Nat, just grabs him and drags him along as well. So they all like, <laughs> They all they all scamper off to grab some food.
4: I like to see what has been uh, restored from the bar.
2: So, looking at the bar, you can tell that there is a keg of ale, a small one. Mm-hmm. You can see that there is two bottles of fine wine, mm-hmm. and you can also see that there is two bottles of spirits. Okay. So it's certainly not for enough to start with the reopening of the business no. but more than enough for a nice dinner party. Yes,
0: indeed. Alcohol uh, seems to be sorted. I is just going to go out the back and just uh, tend to the, uh, the sprouts that he planted. Good. Well, actually, it was seeds that he planted that he sort of into I assume they're just gonna grow a bit faster than normal but not like yeah. overnight. Oh no no ab- but absolutely though like they'll they all grow like,
2: lushly within the uh, the first bit of downtime and construction period that you have that's for sure. But yeah so you look you you look in the backyard and you know it's really overgrown. There's lots of weeds and scrambles and shrubs. The tree is growing a little bit into the wall. You have your work cut out for you but you're sure you you're sure you'll be able to manage. What is everyone else doing? I'm just this is
3: like you just sitting that- in the middle of the room this is <laughs> Hurst
0: ah. calls back into the. Someone should give them the tour. I'll take care of that. Okay. So, Lyle, you'll show uh, Izzy and
2: Nick upstairs. Yes, indeed. Great. So, you know, you you go upstairs and you can see that you have a few bedrooms. You've got an, an attic and a loft. There's, as you can see, that there, there is a large tower. Mm-hmm. I take that tower. It could be your tower. It, ha- it has. It seems to have a, an office and everything in there. <gasps> When you when you open the door, there's a very very large raven that is just kind of sitting there, appropriately enough, on the on the dilapidated writing desk. <laughs> Just kind of looks at you with a an accusatory stare. Like, I, 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 do I, you mind?
1: I, I, just, I just, I just, I like, pat, pat my clothing and look for something to, like, offer it.
2: Okay, and great. Just like... <laughs> Give me an animal handling check.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Let's see
0: if you have a new friend or a new nemesis. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if it battles you constantly... Felt if it, fucking if it, gross. if it becomes your nemesis, I'm 100% going to befriend it. <laughs> <laughs> And just talk shit about them. Behind Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay,
2: okay. So the, the raven looks at you skeptically and then takes the food and that's fine. It just sort of sits there, allows you to enter its room <laughs> for the time being. For the time being. And so, yes
4: yeah. um, Oh, okay. All right. So we'll take a tour of uh, the various facilities. So probably the things that are of interest to Izzy in particular, uh-huh. seeing as we're at the third floor we've talked about that there's a tower so you can have your own wizard's tower oh
0: my god yes that is exactly what I want Mm -hmm.
4: it doesn't look like much at the moment but we do have a library and a study (gasps) up here on the third floor as well
0: to be fair nothing looks like much at the moment in this place well admittedly true
4: but yeah collections of shells that hold nothing more than dust
2: indeed indeed so but you know with the right investment that can be much much more (gasps) Mm. yay like this place was always going to be a fixed mm. Very excitingly, you are shown downstairs. Eventually, yes, I'm. Oh, I'm actually, to that. Oh, good. Please, <laughs> please, 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 please continue.
4: Sorry, uh, we're going to brush past one of the private baths that has an open <laughs> air
0: view of the rooftops of the neighbourhood.
3: Wait, I'm, I think I'm seeing it. No, uh, it's, it's uh, not it's, the it's,
0: den. It's not on the official plans. Oh. It was a recent addition. <laughs> Ah. They blew a toad out the wall. Cool. I blew a toad and Lyle out the wall. Yes, let's be clear on that. He had three death saves, so I thought he'd be fine.
2: It, just, it was a fun time. Yes, could definitely be taken out of context, but cool. No,
4: there's no context in which can't <laughs> be taken out of.
2: And...
4: And then, as we make our way back through the (laughs) tap room, we make our way over to a hatch near the pantry and make our way down uh, into the basement past Uh. uh, the ale and the wine cellar. and into Sorry, past the ale cellar into the wine cellar and then we activate... Is it a secret door that leads to the secret door? It
2: is a secret door, yes. I'm all about that! Show
4: me. Uh, so this will be of particular interest to Nick Locke I suspect. Yep. Yes. So through the secret door, we descend further, deep into the bowels of Waterdeep, until we find ourselves emerging at an enormous planning room, dominated by a, a massive God. table with chairs arranged around it. Mm-hmm. The dust here is still thick and coated, but you can still make out that there are uh, maps of various parts of Waterdeep. <gasps> A number of which appear to be tagged as being uh, safe houses for the Xanathar Guild.
3: Huh? Oh wow.
4: And then further to that, there is another doorway which I'll show only a small portion of once we make our way past the collection of dead bodies. Uh, look no, different. no,
0: no. Inanimate corpses.
3: Inanimate corpses. <laughs> they were already
0: dead when we found them.
4: Well, re-dead bodies. The re-dead skeleton bodies, yes. Made dead once more. You can
1: bring your own dead bodies, but storeboard is
0: fine. <laughs>
4: yeah okay stairs that lead down further which I tell you rather than show you to the sewers that make up the network it is very
0: it is very important to note that the doorway that leads to the stairs of the sewers has no door yes wait or rather it, it had, had a door it had important. a door that is no longer there yes
3: okay can we put a door there
0: I, we plan to do
3: it <laughs> you have a cool can plan can we reinforce road. that door
4: Yes, but uh, look, I'd say we bulk order doors, we're going to need a lot of them. Okay. As evidenced by the tour. So, this is our tavern <coughs> slash hideout. Yeah. Hideout.
2: This, this is out.
3: amazing.
2: Pretty cool. All right then, so the tour completed, you all meet back upstairs. Are any of you getting dressed up for dinner or are you just uh, going to be rock, rocking your adventuring gear? I will dress up because I'm not a savage. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Wow. Wow, alright. Uh Jez, Izzy? I.
1: Oh, I don't oh. it's just as
2: soon
1: as soon as Izzy hears about dressing up, they're like, oh no. Okay. I have robes.
2: Get get the nice robes out for once.
3: Get the Oh no, this isn't a full once. Izzy's not the Izzy's not the type for the for the, like robes, the, for the robes and
2: the yeah. That's cool. Well, it's a, it's a special occasion. Uh, mm. Jazz, are you uh, getting dressed up for the dinners or yeah, just?
1: Jazz is going <laughs> to wear her nicer leathers, so she's going to have a moment.
0: <laughs> the blood stains are harder to spot.
1: Yeah. So um, what she normally wears the darker leathers, mm-hmm. the blacks and browns, but just um, a less worn, more new one. Okay. Um, nothing fancy fancy. fancy, but just, you know, appropriate clothing for company.
2: Fantastic and uh, Lyle Hurst.
0: Uh, Hurst will clean up for dinner. Good, good. That's that's the best we could hope for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
3: he's he's
0: he, he's he understands and like I think in the community he comes from, you know, mealtime communal mealtime is an important thing. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't like he'll, after he's finished in the garden, he'll go and like wash all the dirt off and organise himself. But he doesn't he doesn't place importance on like clothes that are pure purely like decorative. Yeah, that, that Purely makes sense. functional. Yeah, he he's yeah. A very functional person yeah, but but functional he but cool. he clothes he understands like the politeness and the cleaning up before dinner, and dinner. Mm-hmm. the best that I can manage
4: is cleaning the clothes which is to say clothes that don't currently smell like dried beer yeah,
0: indeed which
2: is a very important thing you will say that you've maybe reconstituted one of the bathtubs so you all get dressed and soon the children return in quick order with actually a really nice selection of food you know they they come in they've got essentially a a, a large wooden box which they Carrying between them, <laughs> which has got a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, selections of well, dinner goods. It looks like they've gone to a reasonably nice restaurant and managed to get some good food. Some parts conspicuously eaten possibly well you don't know what's missing so I, picked, if they, I picked up the chips yeah. they picked up the chips clearly so putting it down there the has table. been a chip pickery here don't lie to me children <laughs> so Squiddy, i
0: smell the salt <laughs> on your
2: fingers squidly says <laughs> we know this place makes the best food because there's scraps in the alleyway every evening are normally really good God. Ooh Aww. buddy Everything about you oh.
4: depressing. <laughs> just,
2: just, just <laughs> so, so with that, they uh, they all sort of sit there and they, they he's. <clears throat> I'll flounce. I'll flick them an extra silver. Oh, nice! They they take it and you know give you a, he gives you a little theatrical bow and with that they all run away. Yes, good. So soon your guests begin to arrive. For those that did not meet them in the whimsical last couple of sessions, you have got the alchemist, or rather the apothecary, who is Fala, and Fala ah. is a non-binary elf. So similar to Izzy, Mm -hmm. they are a very enthusiastic, energetic (laughs) wood elf with sort of, you know, tan brown skin and a very elaborate dark brown hair in a a really, really intricately woven braid that has sort of holly and sprig and mistletoe entwined entwined to it. I'm immediately jealous of their hair. Possibly, yeah. Well, it it is very nice and, and very well decorated. They have big, bright, enthusiastic green eyes and they look around the tavern and it's, you know, illusioned interior. Uh, they are dressed up in essentially a green like a a pale green sort of tunic and shawl and they come in and they say "Oh, this is lovely look at this this is even better I didn't realise you'd already started the
0: construction Uh, this is uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for uh, proof of concept. Proof of concept. <laughs> oh my god! I
2: don't know what that means, but it's all very exciting. <laughs> I
0: do, I honestly.
2: Um, now, apart- oh, they, they they hold forward a bottle of what looks to be like alcohol of some kind. It's in, it's in this green glass uh, mm. bottle.
0: Hurst takes a sniff. It it smells really nice, but very sweet. I'm not sure if you ah, uh, it's uh, if you tend towards the sweet. I was going to say I, I I might pass it off to the um, gnome. It's imbued with
3: I a love y you uh you I just wordlessly I just, you're just it to like the you're the just gnome. forgetting for like you just like give it to the What are you
0: small you, child I, uh, <laughs> You small child, you look like you like sweet alcohol. <laughs>
2: So, so Farla walks over and says, it was lovely to meet you. I didn't meet you two yesterday. My name is Farla. I own the apothecary. And uh, 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 frankly, I now supply some of your herbs and
0: reagents. <gasps> your... Oh, have
1: we, have we told them about the recycling? Um...
0: <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, have not yet. We have been willing and dealing.
2: <laughs> so so Farla says, listen, this is some of my best constructed <gasps> potent elixir. It's just alcohol but it's imbued it's imbued with the smallest amount of slow acting cured poison which means that no hangover.
1: Oh, take that.
3: No, no.
1: If you, of you don't make absorb, it's too short
0: if you make your alcohols out of like quality natural ingredients you tend not to get a hangover anyway. It's that sort of yeah. goblin rot cut that will really get you. you really Can are you hearing have- into the hipster part of your gut? No, like genuinely I think Hurst he's a druid he believes in natural ingredients. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: Quality it's natu- c- like it's, it's it's not like an a- affectation it's like this is who he would be. Yeah.
1: He knows about ingredients you've never heard
0: of. I'm yeah. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even know additional methods. That's great. That's great. Let's talk about kumquats. <laughs> There's a knock on the door. And what? <laughs> well, when you eat too many quats <laughs> Anyway.
2: There is a knock on the door, and then in comes a very, very striking couple. So they are- Oh. Oh, I love these guys. So these two these two are a pair of married male Janasi, uh, as we worked out with a proper- Genasi. Part human, part elemental. Oh. And they are the blacksmiths from Steam and Steel. One of them is a very tall, very, very broad-shouldered, thickly-muscled uh, fire Janasi who has sort of very dark, red bronze sort of skin. Uh-huh. And he's got a sort of shock, really, really kind of, you know, pardon the phrasing, but fiery orange hair, Uh which actually kind of flickers a little bit like flame. And his eyes are completely red to the point where they even slightly glow like dying embers of coal. And, you know. Very handsome fellow, square jawed. He walks in first, and uh, you can see that he has a rather large sort of metal pot. First of all, it's a beautifully constructed pot. Uh
0: huh.
2: And says, This is a present for you. It is a pot that will cook things well and slowly. He
0: gave us a slow cooker.
2: And he, he crosses his, his thickly muscled arms, and then his, his husband to the left is a water Janasi. And he is also relatively tall, but much more sort of slender and lean. Mm. He's still broad shouldered. Mm. He's sort of built like a, appropriately enough, like a swimmer. Yeah. And he's got pale blue skin and he's got sort of aquan green hair which seems to flow and float as though it's underwater. Oh, that's so cool. Above his head and you know as I say he he beams with a very handsome smile and puts his hand on the on the shoulder of his husband and says, "He was crafting this all day for you." <gasps> It is an excellent gift. It was not all day. It was a couple of hours at
3: most. <laughs> <laughs> I slap him on the shoulder heartily. I feel like if he does that, buttons. I feel like if he
0: does that back to you, you're like your knees will buckle. I will, but we'll see. I like it. <laughs> you do not have to cook. You he seems, will pretend that you didn't. <laughs> he seems very. Right. He, he seems to introduce very. Introduce you guys too, by the
2: way. Yeah. 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 This is my. I'm introducing. You know, yeah, they do. Yeah. He says, "My name is Avi, and this is my husband, em, Embrick." It is a p- pleasure to meet you. He is socially awkward, isn't he? He's very social. <laughs> awkward. I don't care. he seems very uncomfortable um, Arby just kind of puts his hands on his shoulder and you know says well this this place looks beautiful I do not expect you to have oh it's an illusion I can tell
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I will talk to Avi and I'll engage him in small talk questioning him about the forge
2: yes no, you, I mean, a
3: topic which I'm sure he can wax lyrical about for a long time
2: uh, sorry, is this so when you Arby put the middle in the forge the awkward one yeah of course so so he like goes it. and sit, he, he sort of goes and sort of sits down mm-hmm. and says there's some metal good I'll
0: put it in a minute, he, give him topic yeah, yeah, to yeah. you gotta you, you really get him on his,
2: um, his him I, topic, I'm yeah. intrigued by Harvey, though yeah
0: Arby, how did you know <laughs> and he
2: says I am a cleric and I have ah. some manner, manner of uh... did
0: we know he was a cleric no you
2: no, didn't he oh didn't. okay cool he, he doesn't have we didn't really have time to figure yeah, out No, I mean he doesn't openly display a holy symbol he seems yeah. to have one around um
0: he doesn't present as a clerk. I
2: mean, he has a he has a string around his neck, but that could be a locket or a necklace or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he, otherwise, he's he's just dressed in a very. Ni- oh, by the way, they're, they're both nicely dressed. So, uh-huh. so Embrick has got essentially like a the, the <laughs> an awkwardly fitting like a like a a bodybuilder wearing a tuxedo. So it has uh-huh. this awkwardly fitting sort of Renaissance three piece suit and vest type thing with ruffles. A
0: little bit too tight around the neck.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Whereas Arvi um, has once again just like a long sort of coat tail type uh-huh. uh, bluish green suit as well yeah uh, a little small soft hat which he you know, took off as soon as he came in because he's a gentleman but they go and they sit down start to make small talk and whatnot, and then very very soon after they arrive Tali arrives of course who is the carpenter Yeah. And, right. Yes, and there's a, a little bit of tension as he walks in. And uh, to T- Tali is a ruggedly handsome half elf. Basically, picture Hugh Jackman as a half elf. with kind of shoulder huh. shoulder length brown hair, which, and he's dressed up, at, you know, in just a simple brown sort of coat, leather coat and trousers and whatnot. And so he has something wrapped in a basket next to him and he wanders in and the two of them, you know, sort of, you know, look up at him as he he approaches and walks in and says, hello, thank you for inviting me. I brought um, a couple of things. And he pulls forward a small bottle of what looks like whiskey. He says, I imagine we might need some
0: alcohol. <laughs> <And> <laughs> people keep bringing alcohol to the bar. It's like, this is the one thing we have, guys. Well, I know you're not quite open yet, so...
1: And also, it's polite. And so I'm he never say... going to say no.
0: And he walks over to the other two. We probably didn't have time and probably forgot to say anything. But yeah. as he walks over to the genocide couple, you see the three of us just sort of go, like, yeah. just Tense. watch very slightly apprehensively. Yeah. So we're like, what's going to happen? So they
2: stand. He looks very sheepish, I guess. Arvi just gives him like a, a nice sort of firm, polite smile. Embrick just kind of avoids making eye contact a little bit. Tali says, oh, so I brought a gift for you and an apology. You're much deserving of both. And he reaches into his basket and he pulls out this beautiful wooden carving. Sort of like the headpiece that you would put, or actually a centerpiece that you put on a table type thing. Um... And you realize that it has a swirling image of these two carved. And it's sort of like a yin and yang situation. Oh, wow. Fire and ice encircling. Uh, he puts it forward and says, and one of the pieces is um, slightly greenish-blue and says... Uh, So this is some treated uh, driftwood from a very famous ship. It's the nearest I could find the water. And for this, well, this is um, fiery ashwood, he says, looking at it. And you can see that it's it's entwined and it's really, really quite beautiful. It's intricately carved. But most importantly, I I owe you an apology. I trust they've explained my hesitancy for going into business with you. and I've decided to to move on and put that behind me. But I should have told you on the first, and I'm... I'm sorry. And so, ah oh, just runs forward and gives him a huge embrace. Aww. Embrick just sort of says, it's fine. And a tear, a tear <laughs> just falls <laughs> down his cheek and says, it's qu- quite good. Does it? No, like, I mean, he—it it, 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 a... it, looks warm. It, they're not quite to the point where you know he's, his his skin fire. is damp mm-hmm. and his he, he's he. I mean, when you shake hands with him, he's he's very warm, but he's yeah. not
0: like you know. It, it isn't quite to the degree. It's it, 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 it's it's like a tiefling. They're not actually demonic. They have just that heritage. They've just basically acquired superficial traits, superficial yes. similarities. Yeah.
2: So Tali and Avi embrace very very heartily for a good a good ten seconds or so Aww. and says. I should have had more faith in you. As should have you, Embrick. And I'm sorry too. All right then. So, we can talk about going into business. Indeed we can. Embrick just kind of holds his hand out and shakes it awkwardly. And then says, it's good craftsmanship. Be good to go into business because I'm a very good crafter as well. So, we will both be good at crafting. We will craft good things together. Tali says, all right, yes, we we will. And with that is, uh, they all just sort of sit there staring awkwardly at each other. Somebody says... I will tell a ribald story to put them all at ease. And I'll start pouring some. <laughs> fantastic uh, so soon the air is much more jovial and a couple of other guests arrive actually three together so first yeah. of all uh, Reina, I never remember wanders in and he is dressed you know in his full is he the pretty idiot no that was, the, that was, you his, know, that was his friend that was his friend was, yeah. his friend yeah so he once again but still otherwise of uh, a similar description it's in the sense that he's a handsome red-headed man who is dressed in a blue suit with a high collar and you know long tails and even has he's even sporting a cane as he wanders on in Ink fingers. you can see Carl. Lee Clean <laughs> scribe. She's a um, a very pretty, curvy, dark tan-skinned black-haired halfling woman who has her hair done up in a really elaborate, like, it looks like she's been to the beauty salon. She has her hair done up in a strange twist of, you know, ringlets and whatnot. you all got
3: better hair than me.
2: They do. And uh, she has, (laughs) she has essentially a sort of a puffy-sleeved red dress, you know, sort of a a little Cinderella ensemble as she kind of just walks in and a lot more makeup than you've seen her wear, of course. Reynard walks in, you know, with her and says, uh, oh, it's delightful. I must say, this is uh, much more extravagant than I'd expected. Have you begun renovations already?
4: This is an idea of what could be, and I say as I step up to where Carleen is and present her with a glass of red that I likewise have.
2: Oh, um, thank you. Thank you so much. That's... Uh, you, you You look very sharp. Did, yes, they, did their, hands oh oh, hand... oh, their hands brush? Oh, the hands brush. There's this little moment. Just from the background, you hear someone, Just fuck already! <laughs> <laughs> Raina looks down and says, Well, you've all made a, quite the impression on my... On my scribe.
0: Yes, yes, all of us together have made the impression <laughs> on your scribe. He
2: he smi- He sort of smiles at you knowingly and walks over to the table. Yes, you
0: see, Lyle saved her from the toad, didn't you, Lyle? <laughs> Oh, I oh, I've been nice. hearing
2: about it all day. Believe me, I am uh, well abreast of the situation. <laughs> so and if one. he plays his cards right, he may be as well. <laughs>
4: this is. Awful. I get. I get you a glass of something strong at the end. Of it.
2: <laughs> so uh, you notice that Arvi is just loving this. He's just, he just. He just. He sits there and pours himself a glass of wine and just. And just sits there drinking. I'm right next to him. <laughs> and he pours, he pours one for you as
0: well. <laughs> it's like no look, just like the exactly. suspense is <laughs> killing me. Like, I, hope I hope it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed so. Uh, So at that
2: point, you can hear the um, outside. Your final guest arrives. There's a knock on the door. And entering, you can see Mr. J.B. Nevercott. Haberdasher extraordinaire. (gasps) So he is a very handsome moon elf. He's got very pale skin, which is tinged with a little bit of blue. He's Uh got jet black hair, bright blue eyes, Mm -hmm. tied back in a ponytail. Uh, He is dressed. (laughs) This guy's the domestic terrorist.
3: (laughs) Oh, so cool.
2: he, as I say tall handsome moon fellow long black hair um, he is dressed once again really really well I mean as you would imagine supposedly he owns a tailor and haberdasher so it makes perfect sense currently he is sporting a top hat and a monocle so he wanders on in and says I am enchanted this place has a lot of potential wouldn't you say
0: yes uh, this is haberdasher I, I look meaningfully at you two yeah. and I say we met some of his friends uh, uh-huh. Some." time ago while we were looking for, what's his face, the dude with the bad voice that somehow attracts women.
3: I will say, okay, I will say,
2: uh, the, the Coopers. Yes. He smiles and, <laughs> he, like,
0: her, her just genuinely just goes, yes. Because they had a barrel with them, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: Nevercott walks immediately over to you, Jez, and uh, says, oh, you look radiant, Jez. It is a pleasure as always. How long has it been? And too long. He, too long. He takes his top hat off and bows in a sweeping gesture once again, trying to take your hand to kiss it. I absolutely put it
1: <laughs> I love the attention.
2: Canter. And this, arrange. he looks to you, uh, Nick, and says, "And this must be your brother." <laughs> you bet I do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he he, no, he,
2: can't, uh, he offers. He offers. He says, "Likewise, enchanted," <laughs> and and kisses. <laughs> and kisses your hand do, do you beam smugly I, there is a smug a beavering on so my I kind face
3: of,
1: I do this thing where I kind of like horn in and like push in front <laughs> of me and just go anyway so <laughs> how's the rest of your afternoon been? she just kind of like elbows him in the rib does, It has
2: long been a standing theory of mine that all twins or at least most are attractive confirmation <laughs> uh, achieved Arvi oh, is just right. like
0: <laughs> this dude's <didn't> into
2: <laughs> so, so Avi is pouring more wine. Izzy more wine. Yep,
3: just watching that train wreck. It's slow,
1: but God damn, you can't He's look away.
2: His attention for the foreseeable future. So, but no, so but he does actually take Jez aside. So he he, he will. Well, now I'm just angry. Well, I'm sure you are. um But no, so uh, he take, he takes you aside, Jez and says, uh, "I say a brief word, if I may, maybe.
1: Oh, absolutely. He, says,
2: he ah. says a couple of things actually. Uh, now, unfortunately, I must be a terribly bad guest. I cannot. I'll stay for dinner. I thought, a a, a quick drink and then I must be off. I have other duties that call, you you know how it is, but I'd be a very poor guest if I did not bring a gift. And he hands Mm. forward a really, really nice bottle. Mm. It looks like a bottle that is essentially carved from some kind of translucent crystal that reflects the sun and, uh, not the sun, the the light in a a rainbow hue of color. Oh, it's
1: gorgeous.
2: What is it? It's it's Elverquist. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Consider this a, Ringing endorsement of the faith that I have that we will form a very close partnership and work um, yeah. very well together. Yeah. 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 Every tap is worth. Every tap needs at least one bottle of this if it can be attained, and I can obtain. Almost anything. Well, he says, flashing a winning smile.
0: Hurst, yeah. Hurst sees the bottle of Elbaquist and just sort of sits up. Mm. Like, sorry, but I don't know if I told you guys this. Hurst's mother is an elf. Oh yeah, oh, so no. you he, Yeah, yeah. Yes. So like, he he's, he sees the Elbaquist and he's, he just eyeballs. Her. He doesn't do anything. Doesn't come over. He just sits up and he's like, I mean, all kidding aside, it's, a bottle of Elbaquist uh, costs as much as full plate. Yes, this is
3: definitely going on the top shelf.
1: Oh, it's going to be private of place and it will never be opened. So well, you're, not by
0: you on the top shelf. That's
2: for
0: damn sure. yeah shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not going up on the. The it's not going up <laughs> on the top shelf without some help. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so Jez, do you, uh, how well do you know elven custom? Like how much did your mother talk to you about elven custom and stuff like that? I think a
1: fair amount. Yeah, so but... it's
2: a very, very, very special alcohol. Mm. Which it kind of has the elven equivalent of a Japanese tea ceremony imbued with it. Mm. Where it's a very, very, you know... First of all, it's ludicrously expensive. It's probably the most expensive alcohol that exists. Uh, but, but secondly it, it has a sort of a ritual significance to it as well so it's a very special gift indeed he says now I need to talk to uh, a, a couple of you if I can steal you away uh, perhaps uh, under the ruse of giving me a tour of the upstairs or downstairs uh, I must before I I may be uncontactable for a short time and I intend to give you the uh, the small task that my benefactors would have you perform before we I, I do so
1: alright hold on a second hey Lyle
4: yes uh, pulling myself <laughs> like possibly pulling myself away from uh, where Carly and I are trying to make small talk. Indeed, yes.
1: You're you're the uh, the tour guide. Help me uh, show our friend here upstairs. Um, he wants to see.
4: Sure, that would be what? What great timing!
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so with that, the three of you make your way upstairs. And so so Arvi and Embrick and Talia are all just sort of sitting there. Um, Embr- <laughs> Embrick is making up for his awkwardness by drinking a lot. <laughs> he's, he's like you know he's already a little bit three sheets to the wind, which is fine.
3: <laughs> I will entertain downstairs. Yeah. All around. Get to know... I actually haven't met them yet, so in
2: between stories. Yeah, yeah. Stories actually, give, suss me a, out. give me a persuasion check, because not anything untoward, just a first impression, because not only are they oh, yeah, yeah, new no, friends charm, of yours, but they're your business. I am so. trying to charm Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good roll. That is 25. Ooh, fantastic. Not a problem at all. Okay, great. So they all just really, really like you. Everyone is... Everyone is, Well, that's every- kind of my job, is to yeah. face. Absolutely. With so, R. Our- And you, what, what, what that'll also do, I think, and it'll be good, is you, you help to soothe the tensions and the awkwardness between the three of them. So that's soon it's all uh, a rollicking fun time. Your ghost bartender is going back and fun at it until it becomes a subject. Maybe they play charades or something. (laughs) Quite possibly, yes. So you make your way upstairs, the three of you, Lyle and Jez and Nevercott, and he turns and says, uh, "So, uh, uh, my benefactors would like you to perform a uh, a small task if you if you have the time.
1: It depends." on the task i think
2: does this regard the
4: the halfling hostages
2: uh no of course that is something that i suggest that you attend to at a certain point rather quickly yeah. a
1: bit bad we're having a dinner party while they're still stuck
2: there oh well the timberlies are being treated well on the rare occasions that i've heard that they've come out of the house they seem harried and uncomfortable but it would not behoove the zintarum to uh, harm them while they kept them there When their business is done, however, they will have little use for witnesses. Indeed. But that of course is, and I would completely understand that that takes priority over this. Eventually, (laughs) if you would be so kind, uh, I have some information on uh, on a delivery, on a transport. The Xanathar is risking transporting a, well, A valuable shipment of goods via carriage from one hideout towards its main lair. I have taken the liberty of plotting the estimated route here. If you could waylay this carriage, uh, keep whatever else is inside, but you should also find a large barrel of smoke powder Mm -hmm. that they have stolen from my benefactors. An unfortunate situation, for you see, they use it responsibly, and I... Mostly just simply for their firearms and occasionally blowing up a beer brewery. But uh Responsible he, you say. He says with a cheeky smile. What's
1: what's the name of the group we're stealing
2: from? Xanathar. The Xanathar Group. No friends of theirs, I hope? None. Fantastic. No, not at all. So they will have a carriage. It will be relatively well protected, but mostly they are relying on discretion you see. There will be rumour of it being transported in a different fashion through the sewer. So any response from the Zentarum, who may or may not, or even the Harpers who may or may not have learned of this transport, will likely be targeted there. This will be the secondary delivery that actually will contain the items. So. It will be protected. I I would understand if you feel this may be beyond you, but if you could intercept this carriage, deal with whoever is driving it in whatever manner you choose. And all we require is two things. One, actually for myself, I believe that the driver will be carrying a small black leather satchel. If you could potentially retrieve that from them, then that would be wonderful. Uh, Secondly, any other documentation or so forth, uh, feel free to peruse it yourself. But then if you would pass on any relevant information that it might contain to, myself to pass on to my benefactors that would be wonderful. Most importantly though everything else is yours to keep except for the smoke powder barrel.
1: That seems fair. Lyle I think we don't want um, Xanathar having a barrel of smoke powder What do, do you not. think?
4: Given given our recent history to them I agree. Um, <sighs> couldn't agree more in fact
2: Listen, it is more important that this be kept out of the Xanathar hands than put back into Brigandarth's hands. So, to that end and he hands you for a vial. If it becomes impractical considering the size and weight of this barrel, of course, to, I suppose, safely, and I do stress safely, remove the smoke powder barrel. I'm not sure if you've handled smoke power before, but it is tumultuous at best. There is a reason it is not uh, legal and is not seen common use. It is unstable. Any large impact, exposure to air can often set it off, particularly when in large quantities. So I would be very careful. And if it turns out that you cannot safely remove it, simply taint it with this and it will make it inert. Right. A regrettable outcome, but much better than having it in the hands of those villains.
1: I take the vial Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and then kind of think to myself that we should probably get it checked out. (laughs) what it is
4: yeah well we do have our alchemist friend uh, down below there
1: yeah that's true all right i think we'll talk to uh the rest of our companions but I don't see any reason why we can't take this on Um, time
2: sensitive I assume it is time sensitive unfortunately tomorrow at uh, mid-morning
4: so it's going to be a less festive
1: yeah I guess I'll stop drinking
2: then Hmm.
1: ah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm used to operating hungover never
0: got
2: turns to you and flashes his winning smile once more and says and I would be uh, ever so delighted if it would be yourself that would meet me in the afternoon Uh, and he gives you he gives you a a, a small park, which is actually quite near the city of the dead. It'll be a, a, a wonderful spot for you to, to regale me with tales of your success tomorrow. I will be there early afternoon.
1: You said that you were going away for a bit afterwards, uh, or afterwards. out of contact.
2: I'll be going away for tomorrow morning, and then I'll have a brief moment in the afternoon, and then we'll be indisposed for a few days from that point onwards. All right. But there's something very, very much that I would like to uh, to give to you as a fi- as a gift before she my she her eyebrows before before, <laughs> before my temporary departure. You may not think it a particularly romantic spot for a meeting, but I can assure you it'll be worth your time. And looking at the park, it's like a it's like an area of the park where there's a lot of public latrines, <laughs> like that, that. That is literally. You know, like the like a sort of circle of uh, public, well treated, and you know whatever like public like latrines um, in in a park. All
1: (laughs) right, I'll trust you on that one. Then I've probably been taken on worse dates. I'll be honest.
2: Okay, he 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 gives you a knowing wink and says, "Is that Mister Neverember downstairs?" By the way
1: indeed
2: a benefactor oh I see I'm sorry I, I have to know how do you how do you know mr neverman
1: well it's a bit of a complicated tale I'm not sure if he'd want us to
2: much as we would regale it to I
4: feel that having done having done work for him it would probably be best if we don't discuss it at length and you may take some assurances that we would treat your information with that same courtesy
2: he says I would have it no other way our secrets are ours until such time as we decide that they are not he gives you a small bow
4: I give him a bit of a, uh, sl- a bit of a squinty eyes Stare at that one.
0: <laughs> yes, Regan Darth, well known as uh, uh, respecters of people's privacy and secrets. Mm. He goes to walk
2: downstairs and says, "Um,
0: <laughs>
2: it is not that I doubt your abilities whatsoever, but have you ever pulled off a carriage heist before?" Did
3: he just wander downstairs and look, say that?
0: Over. No, he, he, <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> to <stopped> the room to watch. Oh, we've pulled off a lot of things. I look over
4: at Jess. Or some of the time. I got Jess at that one.
1: Oh small
4: time, yeah. Uh one carrot, or two. horse. Uh, one of those pull cart type of affairs.
2: He grins and says, Listen, I'm not saying that I'm the most skilled of criminal entrepreneurs, but I'm certainly been. I'm certainly well experienced. Allow me to impart some advice. Trust your plan but nothing else, and always have an escape plan. So with that, nevercott turns and makes his way back downstairs, announcing to the to the group. I'm terribly sorry, I'm a terrible guest. Business calls. I have brought a gift, however, of course. <laughs> uh, I hope that uh, perhaps you'll be able to enjoy it. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. He walks over and, you know, shakes everyone's hands and looks at Neverember for a moment and says, um, true pleasure to meet you, my lord. Oh, that's a, not, a, not a problem at all. Uh, are you the one who has renamed Neverember Manor into Brandouth House that is now partially opened as a hospice and orphanage? Uh, I, I, yes, I did not think that was common knowledge. Oh well, maybe you don't speak to as many orphans as I do. But yes, I must uh, commend you on your generosity. It is rare amongst the
0: nobles of Waterdeep. Like actual genuine gen- generosity, not just like performative.
2: Yes. No, not just hate, like PR. So never a medicine looks at us. Oh, you know, I have, we, we, we should all be doing more, particularly <laughs> after the damage to the city since the war. Yes. I do not know if you uh, associate with many other nobles of your kind, but my neighborhood could certainly use more government funding to reconstruct. The government construction of my business section has been, well, somewhat lacking. And misses. says, yes, abs- I absolutely agree.
0: Oh, it'd it's... probably be easier if you didn't have that uh, flood of beer.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, flood of beer? <laughs> well, let, let us hope that your philanthropy spreads to uh, others in your circles. I do not associate much with uh, the other nobles. Uh, my circles are very much outside of theirs. I want as little to do with my father's world as possible. I see, commendable. Well, good evening to all of you. Without he And you. Leaving, he does. And the rest of you sit down and have a, a lovely dinner, I imagine. The food the is... The first Uber Eats. Yeah. Oh. So, so the food is great. Uh, really, really good stuff. Avi and Embrick and Tali all obviously get along like a house on fire. Yeah. Everyone makes Literally jokes. Literally in his in, Indeed so. Life tends happily and you just see him beam. Like, life just looks genuinely happy to be a bartender again. Serving people's, you know, topping up uh, drinks and 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 so forth. Arvie just can't stop giggling every time the ghost goes to chop up his glass and insists that he do it while invisible and things like that. Embrick starts to wax on for a long time about metal just really talks about metal like a lot <laughs> but then but then, to, uh, under Avi's gentle persuasion turns it to much more practical things of like well what what could we do with this place you know all that sort of stuff yeah. excellent
4: because yeah ultimately that's what we want to be steering the conversation towards indeed so I think probably at some point after dinner and before dessert yes. we'll take a bit of a tour of the place great and I'll let both Harley and Embrick swap notes and wax lyric
2: they do exactly that and, uh, and actually it looks to be pretty... It looks to be pretty doable. You you feel that they, you know, would be able to uh, reconstruct this place and build whatever additions that you saw fit. Um, so just to give you an idea, obviously, you've got the idea of maybe having a training room or a vault or just mm. improved furnishings, wh- whatever you can accumulate as far as your funds mm. go.
4: In addition to that, if there's two other things that I want to uh, put forward there. Yes. First is, anything I can do that gets Embrick and Tali talking about their respective careers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to foster goodwill. So... Yes. Any time that I'm going to be talking, it's going to be. And what do you think, Embrik? And <laughs> yeah. would that work well, Sally? Uh,
2: Great. Yeah, p- perfect. And that works really, really well. And they yeah. they really work very well together. in working out, you know, the like the construction things, ways to uh, improve, and not cut corners, but you know, really um, make it all very, very efficient. Once the uh, uh, the building actually begins.
4: And then the second thing is that these two out of the room, provided that we can keep the others at bay, if you could seek each person and let them know what we've got in store for us mid-morning tomorrow. Jez? Just so everyone's on the same page. Oh, sorry. We
1: you, you mean, that- okay, oh. I thought you meant the guests for a second. No. no, no. no, no, no. I get like it. Being, you being... two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I basically, you know, we will go and, yeah, have a chat with people one by one throughout the evening to go, you mm-hmm. know, tomorrow we're gonna... Tomorrow is the heist. <laughs> what um, heist? What you? talking what about? What heist? <laughs> and, um, heist what? I, I see if we, you know, if everybody's in agreement and all of that kind of thing, which I assume everybody would be. Oh, yes. No objections? Okay. No.
3: It's heist something.
1: <laughs> also, as well, at some point, Jez is going to say, you know, this is something that's a really lovely time to have all the neighbours together and everything like that. And maybe once a month we could have a neighbourhood catch-up that we'd host at the... Mm-hmm. At the <laughs> the inn that we I are yet it. to name Indeed. and um
3: Local artisan.
1: yeah well just basically a, a catch up I suppose it's a bit of networking and also just a bit of you know the basically the monthly business catch up or whatever of, of um, Charles Valley.
2: it's a really good idea actually uh, they'll all be in favour of course if you present this notion to them.
1: Excellent um, I tell them to reach out to some other people shopkeepers and people that we are yet to meet and tell them to come along to the mm-hmm. next one, details to be confirmed later to date hopefully at that point we'll have a bit more work done on the on the place and mm-hmm. all that kind
4: of thing all So right we'll need to get some capital in soonest
2: yeah for sure hmm. a- absolutely well you've already made a reasonable amount of money certainly enough for a particular potentially a deposit to begin construction so you're not you're not doing too bad so another another couple of days and you should be set to go to commence so yeah. the evening goes by otherwise relatively uneventfully uh, of course you have a wonderful time enjoy some good food and some good company uh, soon it's time to bid your guests farewell of course uh, Carleen is uh, you know very complimentary a thousand times over as uh, as as leaving and just sort of says it's very wonderful you're a very wonderful host and uh, and uh, and uh, thank you thank you ever so much for inviting It was like a little little curtsy. Stop by again.
4: Let's not make it a month while we have to do it. Maybe something uh, less official.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so she she goes bright red and says, Yes, that would be lovely. Um, I mean, and I and I should come over to to have a look at how everything's going. Yes,
4: yes, do that, do that often. Yes,
2: indeed. No toes next time. This <laughs> is <laughs> 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 really awkward. Last <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> she gives a final little curtsy and leaves. Reynard just kind of sort of shakes his head for a moment and says, uh, "I want to. I want to thank you for this. Uh, I will see you. I will. Uh, I assume that I will be uh, seeing you at the awning portal this evening, since that's actually where you're staying to, to sleep. sleep. Allow me to as a carriage there.
4: Um, we'll meet you there I think just a couple of things that we want to tidy up here before we're done
2: okay he says oh of course absolutely once again this is very pleasant indeed (laughs) and um, with that he he goes and uh, leaves walks outside gets in a carriage and so yeah we are left with purely the five of you well the six of you if you include life
4: excellent let's adjourn to the meeting room
0: uh, we came down here, the room was uh, pinned shut, there were undead in there. Obviously they'd been they'd busted in through the sewers. Obviously taking care of it, not a problem. Thanks oh, for your so help, guys. That's what the
1: bodies were! Okay.
0: <laughs> it's fine we've just been doing all the work while like you've been gallivanting about talking to horses, whatever.
1: Oh my. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.